Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Erin Martin. We're back to talk about Real Housewives of New Jersey. Brandon Alvarado from New Jersey in a bedroom, in an office in New Jersey, yes. right at this moment, is back with us to discuss the last two weeks of what we've seen. And also, I want to really talk about, Brandon, the Jennifer versus Bethany versus Patty Stanger yeah. versus Marge situation going on, quote, in the news, because our news is gossip columns, basically. So welcome, Brandon. Well, thank you for having me. And doesn't the Jennifer feud with everybody seem like such a weird grab bag of like, <laughs> like Bravo liberties all at once? Just like, feud. it's a very weird, weird feud. I'm loving it, but it's also very bizarre. It's very strange. It's almost like if Adrian Maloof was calling out Leanne Locken, who was then also fighting with some, you know, with Jeff Probst from Survivor. It doesn't make any sense. There's like... Like Patty Stanger is getting in the mix. What? What's happening right now? Where has Patty been for the past few years? Because I I honestly, I don't even know. I picture Patty at this point, like in her like office in LA, yelling at people that no longer work for her, and she's just like, and just like giving (laughs) people, just giving people wisdom that she doesn't like. Remember, like she would always say, like the penis does the picking, like some very random like things that like she always like. She would like go to the grave believing it was true, but it was such horseshit. Oh, yeah. She was like, redheads are evil. The penis does the picking. She would always have these weird catchphrases that, P.S., 2019 would not be very friendly to her. Like, no, and she would scream at people, that penis does the picking with, like, her bangs. It was like, I can't. Like, and remember, she, like, was engaged, but, like, then broke up with the guy. And she, uh, it was all very bizarre. And I do picture her just, like, screaming at no one. Like, nobody's there, but she's, like, yelling at people. I, I just, she's so stressful. I have to watch the, um... I have to watch the Leah McSweeney episode of of Millionaire Matchmaker. I have to watch that. Oh my god, you should you should just do a little binge of like old Patty Stanger and see how oh. the world has really passed her by. I mean, considering the the <laughs> age we're in and the you know the tone of what's happening out there, like Patty Stanger is no bueno anymore. She never was, but she got away with a lot of shit. You know, she was she very really she was extremely entertaining. I will give her that, and I watched that show like crazy. But now I like look back and I'm like, oh my god, I don't even think they run like marathons of it because it's so troubling. Yeah. They stopped. Oh, they completely stopped. And she did that one show on WeTV for a moment, which was like essentially the other, like it was like the second coming of Millionaire Matchmaker. I don't remember what it was called. Yes. Um, I think it was literally called like Million Dollar Matchmaker or something. <laughs> like it was something very oddly similar. But yeah, Bravo does not air Millionaire Matchmaker anymore. They're, they're, they, they honestly, they're like, like Jennifer Aiden, as she said on Twitter, Patty Stinger, who. Oh that my is what God. Okay. So what do you think of this? We got to talk about this news item before we get okay. into jersey for the past couple weeks jennifer aiden was called out by bethany frankel for being not funny and for doing that you know shitty video (laughs) and i'm like okay first of all bethany like why are you swimming in that toilet bowl like (laughs) i don't get it like you're out there working on tv deals like allegedly you i mean i love me some bethany on real housewives of new york but when she does this when she sticks her foot into like some like shit pile that's going on on a different franchise i'm like i don't uh, this is not good so jennifer who apparently give zero fucks came back at bethany on it in a really low blow way on watch what happens live and <laughs> called her tales from the crypt that was so nasty uh yeah and i was like oh my god what's gonna happen like jennifer's gonna die jennifer's gonna get killed like this is not good the fans go nuts and this is great pr for jennifer who's really trying to make a name for herself this year on new jersey and she's it's working patty stanger dusts her old ass off and i don't mean old in chronological years i just mean like she's been out of the limelight for a while she dusts herself off comes out on twitter and she's like says something about jennifer like isn't smart isn't that funny and she needs to not come for bethany also patty uses a million like old lady hashtags much like i do <laughs> embarrassing herself much like i do on social media by hashtagging like weird wrong things so i totally relate to her but i was like patty oh my god and then she gets back up from marge because patty says about margaret margaret is much funnier and much smarter than jennifer anyway so now marge is thrown into the mix and then the final tweet is jennifer aiding coming back and being like patty stanger who who oh i love it i i honestly i I love the whole thing. I don't know why Bethany felt anything, but I will say that Bethany, I saw the comment. I, I think that Bethany, as smart as she is, I think that she like stepped in it without realizing that she stepped in it. I think she just thought that she was leaving like a comment that it's like, it's fine. Like nothing would come of it. 
But then she didn't realize that she was messing with Jennifer Aiden. Because let's be honest, I don't think Bethany watches The Real Housewives in New Jersey. I don't think she knows who Jennifer Aiden really is um, and doesn't care. I disagree. But, I think she is watching it. I think she's missing oh, think it. So? I do. I don't know. I feel like Bethany is sitting home with popcorn, watching it, you know, skinny girl popcorn that has chemicals all over it. And basically <laughs> judging everyone and trying to trying to reconcile the fact that she made the best decision to leave it. However, she still loves the drama. You know what? That is true because Bethany actually has shown us watch and she's like definitely she was keeping up with Doggate on Beverly Hills. Yep. She does watch yeah. Atlanta because she likes Nene. So she does watch the other housewives, and maybe she does watch Jersey. Maybe she knows who Jennifer is. Listen, do I agree with Bethany's comment about Jennifer not being funny? Absolutely, I agree with Bethany. I don't think she had to step in it. I don't know why Marge felt the need to get involved with it. I think Marge is being a little bit of a kiss-ass in that moment, and I love and stand Margaret and love everything that she does. So I will agree with her with her choice here. And I actually agree with her about the comment about the fact that, like, no one's going to know who Jennifer Aiden is in 10 years. Is it hard to hear? Absolutely. But Bethany's going to be a name that we know for a long time. Jennifer's name we're gonna like we're gonna forget in the next 10 years I know and can we just get real here for a moment I mean you and I both are true blue housewives fans and you guys if you want to hear Brandon and I have a 45 minute discussion on all of the other franchises before we even started talking about New Jersey today I'm putting all of that on my pink shade (laughs) patreon because he and I get in so deep with this stuff like we really care about these people I have gone completely into my shell because there's four franchises on right now and there's no way I can cover them all so we're I'm picking Jersey to really dive into but I'm watching them all and we have major thoughts about them all so yeah it is serious for us but that said when Jennifer is like no one's gonna know who you are and then Margaret's like no one's gonna know who you are I want to be like ahem is this thing on no one knows who you are right now like (laughs) ladies like if I turn to husband Aaron and say like what do you think of the of the beef with Jennifer Aiden and like insert this name that name he's like who the fuck are you talking about like he has no nobody really knows who these people are except we bravo viewers right i totally and bethany is one of those names right and bethany happens to be one of the housewives that like i think more people know i i think i think the only two housewives that actually have that sort of um that fame outside of housewives is bethany and then nini exactly lisa vanderpump probably as well yeah Yeah. a lot of people probably know who vanderpump is too well, she's had a show named after her. I mean, she's has Vanderpump rules. Like, so there are people who you know just from the pop culture reference. Reference, but yeah, when Jennifer and Margaret are like, nobody knows who you are. They're not going to know who I am. I'm like, nobody knows who you are right now. Oh, no. That is so true. And thank you for bringing us back down to earth with that, because you know sometimes we, uh, sometimes us housewife viewers can forget, and I certainly forget that people don't know who Margaret Josephs is and or Jennifer Aiden. Um, but I just, <laughs> I is it bad that I couldn't bring myself to watch Jennifer's Watch What Happens Live? So I only saw a couple of clips because Jennifer, I actually very much enjoy on the show and we'll talk about it. But I like to see her outside of Jersey housewives. Like I get such embarrassment in a way that like, I don't think any of the other Jersey housewives really Teresa. I'm so used to Teresa at this point that she really doesn't. I don't feel any like secondhand embarrassment, even though I should. Jennifer is so new still that like I so feel secondhand embarrassment when she's like on like Watch What Happens Live. I think it's so embarrassing. It oh my god, I have that weird same feeling. What is that all about? Because I completely relate to what you're saying now. It's like you're cringing. Is it because she thinks she's famous? Yeah, it totally is. Like I think Jennifer's really feeling herself. I think Jennifer thinks that she's a new star of Jersey. And listen, I'm not going to completely disagree. And we'll talk about it. Jennifer definitely is. A good Jersey housewife. She's she's good on the show. I think that she's definitely feeling herself. I think she has a lot of people kissing her ass, and I think that comes off on the show. It's one thing because all these it's it's just a crazy housewife show, so you see all these women together, and Jennifer seems fine. But on Watch Happens Live, it's like completely, especially when she's like next to like Elizabeth Perkins. Is that I think that's who she was with? It's completely embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Okay, wait, we, who was she on the show with? Was it with Elizabeth Perkins? I actually don't even remember. Somebody Ooh, out I there right now is probably screaming like, "Oh my god, it was this Ooh. person!" So tell it was us. Ashley Tisdale. Sorry, it was Kelly Dodd with Elizabeth Perkins. It was Ashley Tisdale with Jennifer Aiden. Oh, I'm so Ke- glad we got that. Kelly was with Elizabeth. You're right. Yes, yes. Sorry about that, everybody. I know people were freaking out. Oh my god. Okay, but. Also, can we talk about the other news item? And when I say news, I mean Twitter and Housewives Twitter, which is even like, you know, more niche that Jennifer and Jackie got into it over the eating disorder (gasps) thing. Oh, God, that was that was that was bad. Jackie has since deleted her tweet because Jackie wrote, which was to me really gross. 
she said, you don't have to get lipo every week if you just watch what you put in your mouth. Just saying. And Jennifer tweeted back or retweeted, like, I'm not even going to comment on this because it's coming from a person with an eating disorder. And I was like, oh, my God, what's happening? This is not this is terrible. And then to see how it's coming up on the show and how Jennifer is trying to bring everyone's attention to the fact that Jackie is not eating in front of them. Allegedly, we don't know what she's doing. We're just seeing what happens on camera. It's I don't know. What are your thoughts? It's dark. Um, I think the whole thing is really disgusting. I think that to even have a, um, first of all, I think an eating disorder storyline is really tough on a housewife show. And I, and I, I do commend Jackie for being honest about her, uh, her struggle with an eating disorder in the same way that Jules was on New York. And I think it's really tough to put yourself in that position because as we, as we're seeing with both Jackie and I think worse with Jules on New York is that the storyline now becomes that everyone's constantly criticizing what she's doing and looking to see what she's eating. And I think for Housewives New Jersey, for the show to be zooming in on Jackie's plate, it's like, I don't like, no, like, I don't want to say it's so it feels very gross to me. I think what Jackie wrote, though, on Twitter was so vile and Mm -hmm. so disgusting and horrifying. And I'm really sad that she even wrote it. And I know that she did apologize and said that it was was very much a heat of the moment. I think Jackie was triggered because of her own disorder. I think that she was triggered because the show is now focusing on the eating disorder and literally zooming in on her plate. The other women are talking about it. I get why Jackie probably felt very triggered by this, and I feel very bad for her, but I think for what she wrote to Jennifer on Twitter was horrifying, and I really hope that Jackie takes a moment to consider what she did. because it's, Yeah, I know. It's not good. Nothing about this is good, but then that comment just invites a shitstorm that you do not want to rain down on your head. It was so vile. And I think that with Jackie, who I consider to be one of the smartest housewives on that show, I think I always thought her and Margaret were the smartest. To see her, and I get it, we're all human beings, but to see Jackie do that, especially as someone, and I, listen, I don't know what her treatment was like. I don't know what her journey is like. I only know what Jackie said on the show. But I think it's always tough. One, when anyone makes that comment, but to see someone who's in recovery and knows exactly what the triggers are, to use that against somebody else is really, really upsetting. And I, and again, I really hope that Jennifer, Jackie really sits and thinks about what she wrote and really considers it because it, 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 and the sad thing, it really didn't have to happen. Like it's so, there was no reason for Jackie to really put that out there. There was nothing to excuse it. None of it. Oh, I, and I'm honestly, I got to give props to Jennifer for not commenting on it. I know. Well, you know what? I feel like she has someone helping her handle her shit, even though she's gotten into it with the Bethany and stuff. She's not really coming out on the bottom with that. She's coming out on top because she's just being so goofy and weird and confrontational <laughs> about it. But with this, that she didn't respond, I feel like maybe she got some advice from her daughter or someone who is a little bit smarter someone. than her. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, somebody stopped her because I don't I, – With listen, with Jack Jennifer, I do not believe that she – I believe that Jennifer would have written something kind of nasty. And I do – I agree with you. Someone definitely, like, grabbed her phone and said, don't you dare write that. Like, totally stopped it. They, right. I she mean, has <laughs> someone in her life who's giving her advice. Unlike Kelly Dodd, who will send a pig emoji or, or whatever, the thing that talks to you and is like, you're a pig. You suck. You're ugly. You're fat. Like, Kelly is awful and never censors herself and gets herself in so much trouble because of it. But Jennifer, I think, would be like that, too, if in this moment someone hadn't, like, grabbed her phone and told her, do not fall down this Siggy Flicker death spiral on Twitter. Right, because Jen probably was triggered, too. I mean, how could she not be? That was a really nasty thing to write. I know. Uh, See, the thing that's interesting to me is when they start focusing on real-life shit, the undercurrent of what goes on with all of these women in every city, on every franchise, which to me is really the most interesting. You know, the abuse that's happening, uh, the underlying current in Gina's relationship with her ex-husband, Matt, on OC, or... The fucking, oh my God, the Joe and Teresa crimes that have been the undercurrent of New Jersey forever that have been involved with their family rifts, et cetera. And when we get into eating disorders or, you know, substance abuse, New York, Luann, all that stuff, I feel like if you yourself are a cast member who has experienced body image issues and who is putting that out there as something you've struggled with, you definitely don't want to turn on another cast member for going through the same thing. You know, because right. then you're sh- then it all comes back to you being the asshole, and nobody will be empathetic to your to what you put out there after that either. So it's a mistake. I completely agree. I completely agree. And you know what's really tough? Um, sorry to interrupt you, but you no, know what's really ahead. tough about uh, these kind of storylines on the Housewives show is that, as you and I both know, and any viewer of the shows know, 
housewives to to look at any sort of issues with mental health, uh, abuse, substance abuse, like anything, eating disorder, anything like that. It's always very strange to look at it through a housewife's lens because the housewives shows and a lot of reality TV encourages heavy drinking, substance use. It in, a lot of the women have said openly that they do not like to eat on camera, so they usually don't. And like that's just so and. It, it's such a weird so then when you have a storyline where it's like Jackie, oh, Jackie's not eating. That's weird. Uh, it's always a strange storyline. It, it's and it's a it's a very fine line and it's hard to cross it's hard. Like I remember when everyone would like especially with like like you said with New York before, um, on the Patreon about the drinking on New York and how bad that could be. And it's hard to acknowledge. And even when Brandy and Beverly Hill said that when she was, everyone called her out for drinking too much, she's like, well, I drink when I'm with you women on this show that we're filming at these different events. Like, right, exactly. Exactly. It, it is weird to, first of all, it's always strange. And, and I don't love seeing the women judging Jackie for eating or not eating, but it is tough in this particular situation because who knows why Jackie, like, Jackie may not be eating because on the show, as much as they want her to because she doesn't want to eat on camera. I don't know. I, I don't. And that's usually the reason why a lot of women don't eat on the show. Oh my God. Let's talk about Beverly Hills where they literally will not eat at a party where they're supposed to be sampling cakes. They're like, they look at them and they talk and they never put them in their mouths and we, no. we all just deal with it. All right. right. Well, moving on. Let's talk about, I'm going to give the overview of kind of what's happened in the past couple of weeks. We have the home in New Jersey montages before we leave for Jamaica. And then we have the trip day one and trip day two. So when they're home in New Jersey, this is the overview of what we see. Jackie and Jennifer's yep. kids have a play date. They've sort of made up. But this is where a new beef starts because Jackie makes the mistake of calling Teresa a bully, which is the housewife's trigger word heard around the world. And I wish they would all stop using it. And she also called Jennifer a bully when she was, do you know, with that video. And so this yep. is this is the word that's going to bring her down. Also, the, the overall theme, I think, of New Jersey the past couple of weeks is Teresa is a monster who is in charge of the entire cast. Everyone is super scared of her, except maybe Margaret, who is trying to... Walk a fine line right now, but we'll throw down with her if need be. Right. And and seems that Teresa, the only person on that cast Teresa is afraid of is Marge. Uh, totally. Totally. The only one. Yep. Yeah. And so Jackie and Jennifer, this whole like kids play day thing, it's really to get that, you know, moment on camera of her being like, Teresa is a bully and I thought we made up and blah, 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 whatever. Then we have Jackie's low key kids birthday party, which I fully support. I was Loved like, it. that is the most relatable shit I've ever seen on Housewives. I loved it. I love when she dumped the presents on the ground. <laughs> right? Here's your here's your thing. Like, go grab one. Because kids don't give a fuck. Kids don't care. But then Jennifer's kids, of course, they did care. Because she's raising them to care. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. Her kids were even judgmental. And they were like, we don't want to be outside. We want to be inside. Like, we want to see your house. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, no. I'm not a parent. But when I saw that scene, I was like, uh-uh. Like, I just, I, you know, I just, I feel like I'm not, again, I'm not a parent, but I'd be horrified if my kid, I feel like, if my kid was, like, saying things like that. And I don't know. I, I, that's, it because it reflects on the parents. It reflects on Jen. I know, which is the beef between them. The fact that Jackie called Jennifer out for being the superficial parent. And Jen, but Jennifer has sort of owned that at the beginning. Like, I buy them stuff on Amazon when I feel guilty, whatever. And now she's trying to pull back on it, being like, no, I'm really, you know, I'm not that kind of a parent. It's like, but you introduced yourself as that kind of a parent. So just st stand in your truth, girl, whatever. And she's sort of coming back to that a horrible stance because she says, now, if I threw a birthday party on the same day as Jackie, I'm just telling you mine would be more popular. And I'm like, ew. Okay. Yeah, no. And do we think that Jen is like, I, so I believe that Jen's really like this, but do you also think that she's putting this on because she still thinks that Housewives is all the opulence? I do. I really do. I think she is Teresa 2.0 and it, you pointed that out. Yeah, she's 100% the second coming of Teresa. Yeah, and like totally. grown-up Eddie Munster. Show for a long time. Totally. Grown-up Eddie Munster, her husband, is going to, it's going to come out that he's having like 500 affairs. He's going to be caught on a hot mic somewhere talking about how Jennifer drives him crazy. His business is going to be in some kind of lawsuit. It's all going to happen. Now, the thing that's refreshing about Margaret is she is in like a thousand lawsuits. And she talks about them like it's talking about a grocery list. She's like, yeah, yeah, this person sued me. That person sued me. We, they thought I stole this. I didn't steal it. We just settled. But she just completely, I'm like, oh my God, this is like so much different than watching Beverly Hills where they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. She just completely lays it all out there. She's like, we're going to sell the lot next door to pay for it because I don't have any money left. 
I love it. I love her honesty. Always have. Margaret's a real deal. And we're really at this point of the show right now. Margaret's in her third season. So you would think that she's becoming, you would think that she'd become more and more um, guarded or like become more and more of a character of some different version of herself. I mean, it happens with so many of the housewives. Margaret is very much still the same Margaret we saw like two years ago. Like she is like Mar I don't think we're ever going to get a different weird version of Margaret. I think this is the Margaret we're getting. This is the real Margaret. I love her. She's the best cast member on the show. I just love her honesty. I was really, I was actually really taken back by how honest she was with Jackie and Jen in Jamaica after Jennifer fell in the sewage water. Um, how honest Margaret was about her lawsuits. <laughs> you know, I have done that excursion in Jamaica at that exact location. Oh no! <laughs> with my husband and daughter, and those horses in the water, and they're grunting, and I felt like I had never engaged in such animal abuse in my life. I was like, "This is a mistake." Oh. I shouldn't, you know, they said, oh, it's completely normal. The horses just do that grunting thing, you know, getting through the water and they're, yeah, they're shitting it up. And I got my little girl on a horse in front of me. I'm on a horse and they're leading us through. And I'm like this, I, in my head, I'm just like, this is a mistake. This is a mistake. Like this, this karma will never be right. righted. I don't know how to write this karma for myself. It all seems fun in theory. And I agree with Margaret that it seems really romantic when you book it's not. it. It's not in real life. Also, were you wearing that bathing suit that Jen was wearing? Uh, no, I was wearing a tragic polka dot bathing suit with like <laughs> a PDF over it. And my horse was trying to like eat the ass of the horse in front of me also. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. They had a relationship. And I was like, I can't, you know, and it, the whole thing is just very sad. And just to anyone out there who's done it, you know what I'm talking about. It's kind of fun. It's more fun in theory. It's definitely more fun in theory. When you're doing it, you feel really bad. I got to say, the most shocking thing about that excursion when Jennifer was bucked into the water Actually, she wasn't even. She just sort of slid off into the water. Like, she did it, it on I, purpose. I, I assumed. Oh, I completely agree. I assumed that the horse would have like thrown her off. She really just sort of slid into the water, and how she didn't emerge with pink eye is a complete shock to me. Like, I, I God bless, I, because that was. Like, I expected to see her with full pink eye the moment she was out of the water. Uh, yeah, and also, like, every strain of whatever it is from you swallowing it, E. coli, etc. I don't even know what you can get from horse shit, but seriously. Oh, how she like, was not throwing up the next day is beyond me. She's probably bionic woman. I was expecting the full... What, where, were the, where were the New York women after the boat incident when they all had full-blown di diarrhea? Columbia. They were, like, shitting on the floor, shitting on the bed. I was <laughs> fully expecting her to be in that circumstance the next day. I agree. I never forget when Sonia said, I own my poop smear, when she points to Ramona's shit on the floor. Um, yeah, when they were in Cartagena and Tinsley was not sick. Uh, <laughs> and Luanne goes, I left them a little present. And I was like, oh, my God, these women, this is why they're the dream team. Dream team. They are the dream team. And I, I agree. I'm completely shocked that Jennifer did not like fully, was just not fully ill the next day. I mean, I, I, I mean, can you imagine if Jennifer is like the actual bionic woman and she's just never sick? Like out of all the people that could have the super strength, it's Jennifer Aiden. Oh, totally. She'll just go on and on and on forever. Okay. But how about this? So we have this real storyline of basically what Teresa and Joe are going through, which is of their own making. I'm not saying it's not, but it's real. He's in ice. He's living a nightmare again, of his own making. And Melissa tells her straight up, I think they're going to make an example of him. I think they're going to deport him. And Teresa's reaction is to be like, oh my God, that gave me chills. Wow. Like, you know, she's just like, whatever. I don't even fucking care. Then we have the fake storyline, completely bogus and cringeworthy of Melissa and Joe Gorga talking about baby number four. This is like, I don't know if this is worse or better than the fake sister. I this is honestly I think that this is a little bit better than the fake sister because the fake sister was so I, I just hated it and I oh maybe it is but I don't even know anymore I hate Melissa's fake storylines I'm not gonna lie they're and I always fake always they're always fake and I enjoy Melissa's presence on the show I don't want her to go away I like Melissa on the show I really do especially when, when we talk about the uh, Jackie Delores stuff I think Melissa is entirely clear-headed with it and I really like her agree I don't want to see her personal storylines anymore. I don't want to see them. I don't want to see them at all. Like, they're never good. I don't want to see her not have a child with Joe, but pretending to have a child with Joe. The fake sister stuff really bothered me because I don't like Melissa's sisters, Lisa and Kim. Um, why? I don't know. I think the reason why I don't like Melissa, and, uh, not Melissa, Lisa and Kim is because I think I, I actually disliked them since the christening of season three when they were just like fully like being assholes to Teresa. And because... And 
listen, as much as <laughs> you're Teresa, much- you hold a grudge for that long. Oh, I'm fully holding the grudge. As much as I don't love <laughs> Teresa, I did not think that she started that fight at the at the christening. It, I Joe agree. Borga, Joe Gorga literally charged after Joe Judice at his own son's christening. Let's not forget about that. Uh, hashtag never forget. I will not forget. They did start it. And they completely wormed their way onto the show. I'm glad they did because they provided us great storylines going against Teresa. However, them having their own storyline is really, it's pathetic. It is pathetic. I don't understand. They sat in a room and this the brain trust came up with, like, let's pretend to have another baby that we're totally not going to have. It is ridiculous. And you know what? It's good. And you know what? Good for Melissa and Joe for being the couple that, listen, they, they clearly have, in my opinion, a strong marriage. I have no doubt that their marriage is strong. Um, everything in her life seems pretty fine, like in her immediate family, because obviously, you know, by extension, Teresa's going through hell. Um, but I think that, listen, it's fine that Melissa doesn't have an, an overly interesting storyline, but I just kind of wish the show would stop pushing us on like a Melissa storyline. Like I never wanted to see her talk, talk, like look for the fake, the sister that doesn't exist. I honestly was bored by the envy stuff. Now that it's open, it's like, we don't need the storyline about it. I don't know. I, exactly. It's, it's tough because I think that there are some housewives that can go on the show without a storyline and it's fine, but those are like really like long-term housewives. And Melissa at this point is almost an OG of Jersey. And I kind of just wish that the show would just lean into the fact that she doesn't really have to have her own storyline. We could just see her like at home for two minutes and then just like back to everybody else and then just see her in group scenes. I just don't know why we have to have because now we're gonna have to follow this whole thing for the rest of the season. It's like, oh, I might want a kid. And then we have to go through the end of the season where she finally reveals that she's not going to have one. Exactly. I do not want to follow her to doctor's offices all season. It's not okay. This is not a... I don't want to see it. I don't want to see Joe Seaman again. Don't show... Come on. Like, why are they showing us the Seaman? Come no, on. Exactly. When I, I want to see Joe in that uh, hoodie at the poker game where it's unzipped literally to his navel. Why is he right. wearing these outfits? Right. You know what I would love to see, actually? I would love to see a storyline of Melissa getting closer to Teresa's kids because of the whole Joe Judai situation. That's what I would like to see. That's what I'm interested in. And you I, fixed I, you know, it. I, That's perfect. I, yes. And I, listen, I know that... That it's essentially Teresa's storyline and that Melissa would be creeping into it. But you know what? That's the whole point of the show. Like, Melissa and Teresa always had some more storylines because they're, they're family. That's the whole point. Like, Melissa came on the show as Teresa's storyline. So, honestly, I would like to see a season of Melissa just, like, getting closer with the with her nieces. And just kind of going through it. Because I really liked what Melissa said on the beach where she's like, I think if they're going to make an example out of him. I think she's completely correct. I think, so, well, uh, absolutely. And we know that she is. That's exactly yeah. what's going to happen. I mean, watching these shows when they've been filmed so long ago, we know what's going to happen ahead of time, especially with a huge issue like this, a legal one, a deportation. It's so wild watching it, isn't it? I think it's compelling. Some people don't when they, you know, you know what happens eventually, but I feel like it's more of a documentary. I know I'm using that word for Real Housewives of New Jersey. No, I know I, this isn't I, a documentary, but it feels more like that because I'm like, oh my God, we know what's going to happen. It it increases the dramatic tension of the storyline so much more. I like it. I, I think that it's totally a documentary. I think, and I, I'm going to use that word because, at this, because <laughs> Housewives shows, what's great about Housewives shows to be very serious is that it does dive into real things that are happening in the country that are important. So like OC, when the, when the, when the bubble burst and we had the financial crisis, OC was a really great show to see how Americans who were living large with no money were affected. Right. And I, also I mean, we got that... to watch Lynn Curtin, you know, her daughter get the eviction notice in real time. Right. Right. That was big. And with New York, the 2016 election, no matter who you voted for, we know, and, it, and we know in the Housewives of New York cast, it was a mixed bag. Some people voted for Trump. Some people voted for Hillary and, and Tinsley didn't vote at all. <laughs> she didn't even and... know how to. She was like, can I vote? What? Can I vote? In Florida, too. I'm like, oh, my God. But that was a real moment where we're watching Carol, you know, really pushing for Hillary. And we got to see that, honestly, the devastating reaction where, she, where we, I thought it was devastating just because we know she really was rooting for uh, for Clinton and, and kept saying things like, oh, well, she's obviously going to win. She's obviously going to win. And we knew what was going to happen. We knew the truth. So when we finally saw it in the show, we're like, oh, like then you finally you see them caught up to where we are now. And I think with Teresa, I mean. Who knew that the Real Housewives of New Jersey would essentially become one of our biggest sort of anti-ice, you know, pieces of entertainment that we'd ever see? Like, I just or not really even understand. right, exactly, or not even anti, but just exploring the immigration question, right? Yes, excuse me, I yeah. agree. I, no. I, I exploring it and no, covering he, it in a I real think way. When you're saying this, I all in my head, I'm just over and over again, 90 Day Fiance, 90 Day Fiance, because that is really the tension 
that underlies that show as well is how much it's changed in the past few years and a lot of it because of immigration policy changes. I never get political on this show largely because I am not a political person and also I just don't feel like it has any place, you know, to play in like sure. these silly conversations, but when it doesn't Sorry if I got political. Sorry. No, no, you did not. You did not. No, we're not talking about like we believe in this or that. I totally agree with you, though. When they highlight them, it is compelling because they're like, oh, my God, like this is it's not just them fighting about who threw the glass or did you give me a champagne glass when I really wanted a wine glass? You know what I mean? It just goes so much deeper than that. So I actually enjoy this. Some people don't, I but I, I do. OK, now let's... I also think, yeah, I completely agree 100 percent. I don't think the show is biased about most of the issues that they cover on the show. Obviously, with more, where the show is focused on Teresa, the show does want us to feel bad for Teresa, regardless of how you feel about ICE. But I do right. think that for the most part, when we do when these shows do document these things, they don't have they don't always have a stance because they're the women on these shows have many different political opinions. Right. And also half the women on these shows don't even know what their opinions are. True. Very yeah, true. Totally. Okay. So Teresa, though, I mean, the whole Joe thing is going on. There's a very serious thing happening in her life, and it largely is more so affecting her daughters than her because she just wants nothing to do with Joe anymore. But she under, she is <laughs> the pain she's feeling. I feel like as much as she can feel it in her very shallow soul is for her daughters, right? Yes. So that's happening. But instead of like focusing on that, she is taking umbrage with people putting these cheating rumors out there, which they are not putting out there, which have been put out there by photographic evidence, by people who know her. Melissa fully knows Teresa has been dating other people. And you know what? Good for her. It's fine. But she is doubling down like she always does and being like, that's not true. They are going behind my back. They're causing the drama. It's like, oh, my God, Teresa, what is like your little hairline that is almost reaching your eyelids right now? Just push it on back. You are so stupid, but she just gets so mad. And then Margaret, of all people, who knows how to speak and when not to speak and what to say to incite rage in Teresa, makes that comment about Teresa liking them legal 21 at the rum tasting. (laughs) That is never going to die. It is going to be, Teresa is never going to let go of that. And just in that one moment, Margaret completely sealed her fate. Oh, easily and i gotta ask do you think do you think margaret knew that she was do you think that she did it on purpose like what do you think i don't actually i think poor margaret who i relate to her she doesn't drink at all and so she had like a couple sips of rum and she was making a goofy joke that i don't think she would have ever made if she wasn't just like a little bit loose you know yeah and as soon as she said it she's the kind of person to me who isn't all that sensitive, which I really love about her because I, I wish I had those qualities. I do not. I'm super sensitive. I agree. No, I completely agree. But I completely she, agree with you. I, I think she realized like, oh, that wasn't so great. But Melissa, who has been with Teresa since the beginning, is like, okay, this is going to be a nightmare. It takes Teresa, and the subtext is, who's a very stupid person, at least 12 hours to process something. But when she does, she is going to go ham on everyone in here. And Margaret, I don't think, realizes that if Teresa doesn't react right away, that it won't eventually come out. Because I think she thought, she, oh, my, I shouldn't have said that maybe, but she sort of got away with it because Teresa didn't react. Where Melissa knows, like, it, it takes, you know, sister girl a few a few hours, if not a full day, to understand that, that somebody's so insulted her. Was talk- <laughs> it was so funny when she was talking to Joe Gorga about it, and they were both completely right and on the money about how long it took Teresa to process what happened. <laughs> it takes Teresa <laughs> a really long time to process things. That devastating scene where, where ter- that devastating look where Teresa's hair is blowing in the wind on the beach, and it was just like, you know, it's like you said, it was like on her, it was basically her, like, her hairline at this point's right on the... <laughs> eyebrows so So you see her you see her hair blowing as she's talking about margaret comparing margaret to a clogged toilet with her bullshit i know and i'm like did somebody give you that line like it's so embarrassing it's so embarrassing and i also think i completely agree with you that i do think actually i do think and this is not just because i'm a margaret stan i actually believe this that margaret did not really realize in the moment what she was saying i think she was a little bit as she would say cocktailing it up which she never does never does yeah she never drinks and i and i Here's the thing about Teresa. The one thing I actually do agree with with Teresa normally is that Margaret, she very easily says Margaret's the smartest one of the group. Like she makes that very clear and she makes it clear that Margaret knows what she's saying. Normally, I agree with Teresa on that. But I do think that in this particular situation, I think that Margaret didn't quite 
I think that Margaret said something a little bit off color and that it wasn't that big of a deal and that Teresa took it the way she did and that Margaret definitely, you know, threw herself into some shit. And honestly, if anyone's actually able to do that and get away with it, it is Margaret. Cause I think Teresa is afraid of her. I also think that if anyone had any power to like surpass Teresa on the show as like the lead housewife, is Margaret. I mean, Margaret's standing in the middle with Teresa. Margaret, to me, is the only body, the only person at this point that could actually kick Teresa off the show if she wanted to. Oh, absolutely. Do you think this is why Dolores is getting extra crazy loyal, like psycho loyal with Teresa, even going up against Jackie because of it? Because you know she doesn't have that much of a personal issue with Jackie. She can't. She doesn't even know her, but she is making it very personal, this battle with Jackie. I have to tell you, I thought that, Do- yes, I, yes, I do think that that's why Dolores is being extra loyal towards Teresa. I think with Dolores, what's very fascinating about her is that she's, and I like Dolores, but she's mean. She's not a very nice person when she's really, when she, when she's like even remotely upset, she really gets nasty. Like, remember when she like, they showed a flashback where they were making fun of like her and Siggy were making fun of Margaret's clothes and saying how ugly they were, like her designs. And, 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 Dol- and Dolores was like, I would never buy anything that you did. And it's like, God, like, and I thought that Dolores with Jackie was, and we'll talk about it, was being so harsh and being mean. And I think that Dolores has this weird thing where she's very loyal, but she always bets on the wrong person. Like, she's always loyal to the absolute wrong person. Oh, yeah. Like, her her with Siggy, it was just like, well, get out. Get out of there. This ship is sinking. It is gone. It is done as the Titanic. Like, get off. But she would not. She stayed until the very end. And she's doing it with Teresa, too. Now, Teresa is a much bigger fish. You know, yes, I'm, all is. my metaphors are wrong right now, by the way, but I don't care. But you get what Mine I mean. Mine are too, so yeah, we're fine. It's okay. So, Teresa. This is Jersey logic. This is Jersey. Our Jersey logic is that, like, Teresa is always wrong. She's a mess. She's very stupid. However, she does run the show. Yeah, she does. And it's, and, and it's, it's funny to see her run the show. It, it, it's just funny to see her actually take control of things that she has, shouldn't have any control of, like the trip and who's going to stay with who. First of all, I got to say, what is that weird room set up where it's four girls and then two in another room? <laughs> and the two. And Margaret, what the fuck is that? Margaret and Jackie are staying in like the Bahamas. They're not even on the same island. <laughs> they have to walk <gasps> for like 45 minutes to get to the other girls' rooms. I'm like, is this production team so bad also that they didn't like say, hey, we need rooms that are adjacent to one another because we're filming? Like, is half the camera crew just traipsing across the resort to the other room to film in theirs? Half the- it's so bizarre. I was going to say, they're, sitting, they're staying at the Moon Palace, and I'll always um, treasure that scene where Jackie's in God knows what she's wearing, but Margaret's actually in a negligee, and she's walking around the hotel lobby with Jackie asking where they need to go, which is me, because I would not know where to go, and I would be wearing a negligee and calling it a night outfit for just <laughs> for, for, for rum tasting. <laughs> I know they're like, just come over in your jammies. They're walking for 45 minutes. It's horrible. Like these four women are just like, they have no idea where to go. Jennifer's the least helpful host ever. <laughs> oh my God. But, and also how bad would you feel if you were Melissa? And at the end of the day, Teresa was like, fine, just put Melissa in our room too. Cause she's better than anybody else. I'm like, that's your sister-in-law who you're always like barking at to be loyal. And she is just the extra that you put in your room. I was going to say, I, my heart was warm for a second when, when Teresa did choose Melissa. And then I fully just remembered like, oh, never mind. It was because literally she just doesn't want to stay with Margaret. So she's the last choice. Right. She's like, I'm mad at Margaret. I hate Jackie. So go ahead and put my fucking sister-in-law in the room with me. I don't care. I mean, Teresa is just a monster. But I kind of live for it because it's so annoying and it's so interesting to me to see how she runs a group it's like watching a toddler in charge of you know like an executive meeting you're like i can't believe this person's in charge but but you're like oddly compelled watching it and watching them throw food at the other people in suits you're like what's happening that's Teresa. And I gotta say for Tree, who who routinely says every year that she does not enjoy doing the Housewives of New Jersey, but has to do it to survive, which I get. And and she's very honest about the fact that she does not like doing the show and that she just has to. But I do think that Teresa must feel some sort of joy about having some sort of power. I mean, this woman at this point, let's be honest, has no power in what's going on with her family and the legal stuff. I mean, things are sort of out of her. I mean, she certainly didn't have to commit crimes, but I'm saying that everything that's going on with Joe, like things are a bit, as we can say, out of her hands, right? I mean, I think we can all agree on that that things are a little bit out of control for her daughters, but she can certainly control what's going on with these women on this show. 
you're right. This is the only place where she can exert that control. She can't control her daughters either who have surpassed her in intelligence and oh. every and social graces and everything else. I mean, her daughters are growing more embarrassed of their mother every day. You can see oh, it. Yeah. You, and know. you would think that at this point with the maturity level, you would think that Gia birthed Teresa. Oh my God. It is so Kelly Dodd and her daughter, you know, oh, like where you're just like, who is mothering whom? Uh, just please go away to college, find your own life. Like this is, this doesn't have to be your future girl. But yeah, oh, it's very please. tragic. Okay. So this is the last question I'm going to ask you before we wrap up. What okay. do you think of Dolores versus Jackie? We, we kind of lightly touched on it, like she's being loyal to Teresa. But when she goes on and on about we're not cut from the same cloth, we weren't raised the same way, what the hell uh-huh. is that all about? Well, you know, listen, I like I said before, I think Dolores gets really nasty. And I like Dolores, but I really hate this side of Dolores. And I think I hate this side of Dolores because she, I like the idea of someone being loyal. But again, she always chooses the wrong person. And I do think that Jackie is right in this part. I felt really terrible for Jackie. And I also believe that everything that Dolores was saying to Jackie, I was kind of getting confused by because she was like, oh, you hold on to things for too long. You're sensitive. And I'm like, Jackie's not. Teresa is. And Melissa She's was describing Teresa. Yes. I was like, my mind was completely like blown because I was like, first of all, I just thought she was completely gaslighting Jackie. I really thought that. I agree. She was just gaslighting her, but it comes from some deeply rooted thing where she's like, Jackie's not the same as us. It's very mean girl, but mean young girl, like middle school, even younger than that, like sixth grade, like fifth grade, like where you're like, you're not like us. Your parents don't live in the same neighborhood. And it's so fucking bizarre. I think it's a jealousy thing too, because Jackie's educated. Jackie is a really hot husband who, you know, she's, she is a lawyer like Frank is or was, let's say. And, you know, that's also (laughs) part of this, that Frank's like, oh, she's a female lawyer. It's like, okay, man, man who was disbarred and is now forced to be a contractor. So I think it's a weird jealousy thing. Like we're the people who belong in the show because we're the uneducated (laughs) women whose husbands have, you know, performed crimes all over the, the state. And then Jackie is trying to come in here and she's this uppity educated bitch who wants to act like she's better than us, but it's we're better than her. It's very turf war. It's old school. It's creepy. And I got to ask, and it's such a tough question, but I know it's been floating around. Was there something like, was it because uh, Jackie said it too? She's like, Am I, it's because I'm not Italian. Like at one point, I, Jackie was two seconds away from being like, is it because I'm Jewish? I know. I, well, you know what? They didn't treat Siggy like that, though. They, you're, oh, that's true. They didn't treat Siggy, Siggy like that. Siggy was bad I, shit for all her just personality reasons, you know, but they, I, there's something about, I, I, I think it's an educational level thing. I completely agree. I think that, you know, any religion aside, I think that it's definitely education. I think it's, I think it's a lot of Jackie's life. I think Jackie said it perfectly too, where she's like, my husband didn't cheat on me nine months pregnant. Like, she's like, and I think that Dolores, you know, as much as she puts on this whole front with her and Frank and how happy they are is like a, a broken up couple that are still kind of together. It's like, I think that she, there is some resentment towards Jackie. She's definitely, I mean, she, I, I, I kind of was actually taken aback by how very clear it is that Dolores isn't like her. Like I, like I didn't even think Dolores was putting it on. I don't, I don't think she likes Jackie at all. Right. But it's very weird and arbitrary. I'm like, how do you even, how are you this emotionally invested in her to not like her at this level? And I thought it was so mean. Like I, I, what, what, you know, whatever you think of Jackie this year, I'm actually quite surprised by the way Jackie's uh, being handled by editors and producers this season. I think that it's very bizarre because what we're seeing is, you know, we had the two episodes of Jackie quote, holding on to the issue with Jennifer and listen, I did not think that what Jennifer did was so terrible. I thought that Jackie was overreacting a little bit about it, but that is the only thing that Jackie ever overreacted about on this show, in my opinion. And that lasted for two episodes. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Two episodes, two. And we've watched Teresa hold on to bullshit for an entire year. So I'm like, (laughs) and honestly, and I'm sick of Teresa being mad at Jackie about it. I find it really annoying. I think it's really irritating when Teresa makes up with Jackie and then actually just decides that she's angry again for no reason. But I I really think it's because Jackie's smart and she's right when she says things. When she said to Teresa, what are you talking about? You need to control your husband. Yours is in prison. And that's a completely accurate statement, right? And, and then also, she... like, I, I, I know it's controversial that J- Jackie said that, but, like, it's not that. It wasn't like it was off-color. Like, it was completely, no. like, it was so the truth. It was, like, the obvious truth that Jackie just said. Like, she just was honest about it. And I'm I, I'm really, 
I'm sad for Jackie because I actually am. I, it really does feel like this is her last year. Like, I don't I know. Agree. Like, where is she going to go after this? Like, Jennifer is holding on for it. I actually think that Jen is probably going to outlast all of them at this point. But we'll talk about that in a second. But Jackie, I really, <laughs> as much as I thought that J Jackie would be like kind of like here for a long time, I'm not thinking that she's going to be gone like within like a year. Mm -mm, she's not. No, Jennifer's the cockroach. As Melissa would say, she will outlast everyone. She has that shell. She is, she'll just crawl along. She's the bionic woman. She's a cockroach. She is. And, and the fact that these women, like, I was really happy, obviously, that Melissa and Margaret stood up for Jackie. But even Jennifer stood up for Jackie and said, even that was me. Jennifer like, was... did. I was, I was really surprised. Even Jennifer was like, that was too far. And I'm actually, and the thing is, like, I actually really like the Jennifer-Jackie friendships. I think it's weird. And, like, I think that, like, those two, these are two very different women who happen to enjoy each other's company. But I also have no doubt that Jennifer would turn on Jackie for any, like, for, like, a little, like, approval from Dolores and Teresa. But I was really happy that Jennifer said in that moment, like, J Dolores, I think you went too far. I think it was mean. I, I agree. I, if Jackie and Jennifer could make their friendship work, then Jackie will last. If they can't, then Jennifer will last and Jackie won't. This is really kind of like a Bethany Sonia situation where there's a big dog and then there's like a goofy, stupid dog and they can have an amazing on-camera friendship. I agree. And I think that, and if Jackie fucked up their friendship by that tweet, then, then Jackie's mm -hmm. on her way out. And I just don't, and I, and I think that for them to even have to explain to Dolores, like what you did was mean, like who wants to hear that they don't be, they're not liked. I, I, I have a hard time. And I actually agree with Jackie that if Jackie said half the things that she did, um, if Jackie said half the things that Dolores said to her and threw it back at her, then it would be like a nonstop war. Like Dolores, like imagine if, imagine if Jackie ever said to Dolores, we weren't raised the same way. We're not cut from the same cloth. And I just don't want to get closer to you because of that. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Could what you imagine? I know, at exactly. Point, yeah, at one point, Dolores said you were raised with liberal parents. I know. And then she goes, I mean, you want your parents to call before they come over. Like, I just don't know what that's all about. It's like, what? That's normal. Yeah. It's like, it's called boundaries. Yeah, that's totally normal. Like, I so understood Jackie on that. Like, I was so, I'm really, I, I'm, I'm, I'm taken aback. I'm just so confused. And I, I, I'm wondering how the audience feels about, Jackie after this because I do think that even if you don't like Jackie how could you not feel bad for her after that I mean that was I mean I I, I thought that it was I don't know I, I mean I maybe I'm sure there are people who hate Jackie and don't feel bad for her but I I can imagine that even some people who are turning on her a little bit this year must have felt pity for her in some Something. way I, I wasn't loving Jackie this season so far and I really felt bad for her there I did too even Jennifer did which says something all right. Well, we're going to wrap it up. We have much to talk about in two weeks. I'm sure. I already know that we're going to. The season of New Jersey has a lot going on in terms of just the underlying current of like Joe being deported, Teresa being yep. a monster. But now this whole Dolores, Jackie, Jennifer, whatever thing happening is to me interesting, you know, at the There's very so least. There's so much to cover. There's, There's a lot so to cover. I mean, if you I guys aren't watching Jersey, get back in. Start with last year's season, which was amazing it was one of the best seasons in a very long time and it was the introduction of jackie and jennifer and it was season two for margaret and she hit it out of the park and it, danielle craziness with the fake wedding and everything else i gotta say i, I, I highly recommend forgot, it i almost i have to say that i almost forgot that last year the, the fight happened between margaret and and danielle where you know margaret throws her glass uh, wine and then danielle almost launches a wine glass at her face like never forget but i almost forgot about it one thing I have to say about this year before we wrap, and I want to give people a little bit of a tease, is I don't know what's going to happen, but at BravoCon and recently at some event that Teresa did, it's being teased by all the cast members, including Teresa, that whatever Teresa does in the finale is apparently bigger than the table flip. Teresa said that she's she's angrier than she was during the table flip. It sounds bad. During the preview, we saw her like flick someone's like cup. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it it seems like a lot of crazy shit's going to go down, and we haven't even gotten to the Margaret Danielle physical fight yet. Oh right, and that's the hair pulling incident. That's the hair pulling incident. We all, we have the Melissa Jennifer almost physical fight that's going to come our way in the Hamptons. Oh my lord, in the Hamptons of all, they're putting Jersey girls in the Hamptons. All right, guys, you know what? Just start watching. Just start watching. For start real. watching good stuff it's good it's very good all right you guys can head over to patreon.com slash pink shade for my bonus content and like i said i'm going to be putting about i don't know 40 45 minutes of brandon and i talking about all the other franchises in our pre-conversation to this week's jersey recap 
over on the Pink Shade Patreon this week, I'm also going to be doing a Platts versus Duggars Quiverful breakdown with one of our Patreon pals and bunkies, Jennifer R., who is a, she has been following the Duggars for years. I am so invested in Welcome to Plathville. So we're going to be breaking that down on the Pink Shade Patreon. It is, it just fills my culty heart with joy. And <laughs> I'm going to be also doing an episode um, covering a Patreon subscriber every so often who has a really interesting personal story. And the first one I'm doing is with our friend Jill M., who had a serial killer in her neighborhood. It's a small town serial killer story I've never heard of before. And she has a lot to tell us. She's a whole, the whole story to tell us. She's going to be doing that. So it's some really interesting stuff coming up there. You can go over to patreon.com slash heybunky for Mary Payne and I doing our extra bonus recaps every single week. We're covering Plathville, Unpolished, Below Deck. We're going to pick up some other shows as they come down the pike on our favorite channels the learning channel and women's entertainment yes tlc and we tv and you can catch me on the jenny mccarthy show every friday at let me see 11 a.m eastern standard time on channel 109 for real housewives roundup and 90 day fiance and last of all tasteofreality.com slash uh or actually tasteofreality.com and then click on store and if you go to pink shade you can find all the pink shade and bunky merchandise there you can find really fun 90 day fiance and housewives merchandise and it's not too late to get your favorite stuff to give your friends and your family for the holidays i mean if you need a mug with darcy crying and a cigarette ash that says i don't need love that's where you go i need that yeah it is the best it is the most appropriate gift for pretty much anyone you can think of like who doesn't need that mug (laughs) Anyway, it's just a lot of great stuff. So you guys, thank you so much for supporting and listening to this podcast and going to iTunes and leaving me a five-star rating and review. Just clicking on those stars really helps get the word out. The more I can get over there, the better. And um, Brandon, I can't wait to talk to you in a couple of weeks. Where can people follow you on social media between now and then? So you can follow me on Twitter at TheBAlvarado and Instagram at TheBrandonAlvarado. And then I'm on your Facebook group and we can always talk Jersey and all housewives over Yay. there because i want to ha- i want to have the discussion i'm all i'm all over the live feeds we you know what and we just need to fix so much and we're going to have a summit and maybe we'll do it on the pink shade with Aaron martin facebook group page if you're not there send a request to get in let's do it everybody's invited to do the summit let's do it let's do a summit let's do a housewife summit all right i'll talk to you soon brandon thank you bye thank you is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows and this is one we think you're going to love. Hey, Vanessa. Hi, Casper. Do you happen to like the Harry Potter books? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Me too. That's why we started a podcast called Harry Potter and the Sacred Text where we read the whole series chapter by chapter. That's right. And we've just started book seven, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. If you've spent your whole adult life missing English class and you love Harry Potter, then this is the podcast for you. Listen on your favorite podcast app today. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 